It's life on life's terms. What's up, everybody? It's the Life on Life's Terms podcast, and we're back after a little hiatus. Um, I'm Tom Robinson, a grateful recovering addict, and uh, like I always say, we're not affiliated with any 12-step program, although we do like them. We do endorse them. We have benefited uh, from them. Yes. My name is Chris Mandeville. I'm a recovered heroin addict. Yes, um, you are. <laughs> um, you can find us at lolterms.com. Um, we are subscribe. On, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, pretty much every podcast platform. Yeah, um, man. Sorry for the little hiatus. We we were actually dealing with life on life's terms. Um, yeah. Someone very close to us, my uh, girlfriend, Kristen, her mom passed away. So uh, we had to take care of those things. And now here we are again. We're um, back. So. Tonight we have uh, Saj, Tommy Sargent. Um, I've known him for a while, you know, ran around the same places and did the mm. same things for a while. And, uh, you know, he's going to share his story with us tonight. Um, is there anything? Oh, yeah, we're here at, I didn't even do everything I usually do in this post. We're here at a New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass. on Quincy Ave. Um, they have very rusty. Yes, we, I am a little rusty. <laughs> um you know, they're very gracious and let us use this uh, space to provide this podcast. Um, yeah, they're great people over and, here. you know, they're doing a lot of things down here. Um, if you're in the social area, I definitely recommend checking out um, a new way. They have lots of different meetings Quincy um, Ave. all the time. What's the number? 85. 85, 85 Quincy, Quincy Ave. Ave. Um, they're on Facebook. You can find them. Um, they post uh, the meetings every day. Uh, and there are a lot of different things, a lot of different meetings. Um, a new way recovery. Center. Yes, there's a refuge recovery meeting here on Fridays. There's a, I think a, a sound healing meeting here on Fridays as well. Sound healing. Yes, I did not know. All, this. There's veterans meetings. There's all kinds of stuff. So definitely check them out. Um, the sound of healing. I gotta shut the door. I was gonna ask you to do that. Ready? Boom, Boom! And we're live. Yes. Oh, um, sorry, well, we were already live. What happened? Uh, that cut out. You did something. I don't hear nothing now. It's your fault. You slammed the door. Can you hear me? Yeah, barely. Well, I don't know what happened. Can you hear me? Bro. Um, so I don't know if anyone else can hear me. Bro. I can hear you. Yeah? All Comment right. if you can hear us. Um, so, yeah, Tommy's going to tell his story tonight. Huh. So hmm? take it away. I'm sorry. Take it away. Alcoholic and an addict. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm a little nervous right now. Yeah, it's nothing to be nervous about. <laughs> nothing to be nervous about. Well, just I heard we're breaking records tonight. Yeah. So my <laughs> yeah. appearance. Yeah. Uh, yep. this, single-handedly going to rescue this uh, podcast for you guys. Yeah. yeah. So There's uh, three people talking about recovery. That's it. That's and I, all. And I appreciate that. I would. I do expect to be paid for this. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> checks in the mail. Yeah, yep. checks cool. in the mail. Cool. That, then we're Our good. check will be here we're along, good. too, sometime. I, 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 Someone said, I hear nothing. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. So that's I not was a good just thing. about to start singing. 
Yeah, something happened, huh? All right, so tonight Sorry, we have uh, Saj. 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 For the third time. <laughs> um, <coughs> uh, it still sounds the same. Oh. So I don't know what's going on. It's the guest. Is it the guest? Wow. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? It's a bummer, dude. You think it's my pacemaker? <laughs> That's not funny. You think it is? No. Oh. You have a pacemaker? No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hear uh, Saj's story. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy. Fuzzy. (laughs) Fuzzy, wuzzy, what? This is my story in fuzz. (laughs) It's not going to be fuzzy when we release it on iTunes. Yeah, because that, ooh, that's that's different. That's different, yeah. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, people are still joining, but we're not even live. What's Saj. the dealio? Saj, still an alcoholic, still an addict. You grew up in Southie. Grew up in Southie. <laughs> I did. I Typical did. corner kid. Projects. 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 A lot of corners. The, yeah. pru- the prugies. Yeah. yeah. The prugies. <laughs> it was all good. Good community. Great people. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I guess it's part of my story, you know, and uh, when I go to meetings and stuff, I'm always like shocked by, not shocked, I'm actually, uh, people say, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm from Southie, it's part of their story. Um, oh, yeah. Well, people and, are very you know, proud, and, I've noticed. And, yeah, people joke about it, like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, why did why do they say that? Uh, we got to, we got to. Arm and thumbs up, so I don't oh, so know. Hopefully, it's working. On. Yeah, cool. they can hear us. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Okay, uh, that's cool. So, how do you? What do you? Anyways. What do you feel about? How do you feel about it? You feel there's a stigma attached to it, or people have a certain attitude towards your and and and. No, I'll, I'll just say this: the Southie you grew up in is not the Southie of today. <laughs> right, it's, it's a different place. So very, uh, very different. So here's what I here's how I feel about it. I feel like. Uh, it's definitely part of people's story. So as yeah, much as yeah, it's yeah. all, you know, as much as you hear it at meetings and stuff like that sometimes and people are like, oh, why do they say that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I'm so-and-so and I'm from Dorchester. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it's like, right. it's part of their story. Right, it and they're something. proud. They're proud of, to be they're from proud where they're from. And, you know, like, like for, for me, for instance, you know, when I was uh, very young, you know, my first exposure to... Drugs and alcohol were right in my own neighborhood. Um, yeah. It was uh, early 70s, and <clears throat> you know, people were just coming back from Vietnam. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come out of my house, it, like, soldiers in the hallway, you know. Oh, really? Shooting up, wow. smoking weed, drinking. Wow, and, yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's like what, what, what we saw, and that's As how it was. Kid. And, yeah. Hey. And it was, uh, it was a well-established you know, drinking town and yeah, you know, a bar and a church on on every corner and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and in between those was a couple packies. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, it's definitely you know, it's a small part of the story, but it's a part of the story. Yeah. Um, I don't always let people know where I'm from. They kind of just put it together. I think a lot of times. Yeah, um, yeah. We went to uh, 
to a program with uh, Billy Stanley. He's probably about your age. Was it was right? Yeah, great guy. Yeah, yeah. great guy. Um, I knew him very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Last time I seen him, he didn't look too well. And he was a good guy. Last time I seen him, he was in a paper Johnny just escaped from the hospital and <laughs> asked for a ride to Lord and Taylor so he could re up. So yeah, so, so we're we're in a treatment center with him, and uh, hey. all of a sudden, like all these black cars that are coming down the driveway, and then oh, there's like guys at every Tauruses. corner, no. Tauruses with green plates oh, or yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah, they were. They were yeah. so, so he comes to the house with a screamer. Yeah, no detox. The director at the time was like, "No, nah, he, he can come in," yeah. and. uh he was just kicking for days, and then finally he was like, you know what? I'm not putting everybody through this. I'm going out. Left, came back a little while later. And you know, when I found out that he passed treatment. away, I I, uh, I was like, yeah, right, because it was like the 15th time that I had heard that. Oh, I know exactly that feeling, yeah. And, uh, I was like, yeah, no, he didn't. He's going to live forever. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> but, yeah, so, you know, that, 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 that was the beginning. You know, that was the first, like, you know sights and sounds and smells so to speak yeah, a lot of people came back from yeah. vietnam on on heroin yeah. yeah yeah and uh i really think much of it at that point you know and then as i got older we had you know we'd go to the suburbs for holidays we'd go down to middleborough to my aunt's house and <clears throat> i think that was the first time that i ever had a drink yeah how old oof maybe maybe eight yeah seven, well, eight you know Steal a couple beers, Schlitz. Yeah, Schlitz. <laughs> you know, run out into the woods. That yeah. warm, fuzzy feeling. Yep, suck them down real really, quick. I, I really don't remember much. It, you know, it wasn't really like, it didn't like blow me away or anything. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah. I just remember that we did that. And I guess I did get that. I did catch a buzz on it. You knew what to uh, do with them. You knew what they were all about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, we were watching everybody around us. Yeah. You know, so... We did that, and uh, it wasn't until, um, I would say, 78, 79, um, that they started to, like, take off. Yeah. Not not crazy, but, like, innocently. I always feel like my story is, like, the way it should be, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, it, I know it sounds crazy, but... Like, I, I just compare to, like, nowadays where, like, kids are in junior high and they go from uh, gym class to fentanyl. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. For me, it was Sucks. It was an innocent beginning, um, you know, drinking in the woods with your buddies, uh, smoking a little grass, you know, then sniff a couple lines, maybe trip on some psycho psychotropics. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah. Like, that, that was the progression. Um, the problem was, you know, you get to that fork in the road, you got to make right. a decision which way you're going to go. And, uh, you know, I just stayed right on that path. The fork in the road w was, is what? You know, where people decide to, like, yeah, it, I, get, I, your, get your stuff together. I know. Choosing I mean, an you identity. Get, yeah. you get your friends yeah. that, that decide. Go to college, you yeah. know, meet a girl, get oh, married, so it's raise like a graduating family. high school. Yeah. 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 yeah, you know, yeah so, so you get the guys that are. All right, I'm gonna get a union job. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, do this. That. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm and gonna marry Betty me. Sue that I that I met in high school, and and then you got the people that are like, Nah, I'm gonna 
stay this way for uh, yeah, a little I'm just while. Just gonna stay this way forever. Just yeah, gonna, you know, just search the see party. what else is out there and just mm. keep going until it goes. Uh, yeah, the there party. we go. Great. Um. So yeah, I, like I said, I felt like it was an innocent progression at that point, and uh, you know, all the while it was doing the the damage it was supposed to, I guess. Um, and then ultimately, eventually, you know, bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, my first experience with heroin was uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, black tar heroin. Black tar, yeah. Back in uh, 1989, 90, around there. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, yeah. And, you know, a weird thing for me, and I, I tell this to people, and I, not too many people can identify with it, but when I first started doing heroin, I used for like six months to a year before I even knew that there was like a problem with it. Like yeah. I just remember waking up one day and I said, I said to my brother, um, I don't feel good. Mm. I feel like I got a cold. I'm like tired and I'm sick. And I, I remember. Cough and I got chills. I remember the same thing. I, I was and he like, says, you're dope sick. Mine, it was like two years. Yeah. I didn't realize. I said, dope sick? What the hell is that? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you, you've been using for a while and now you're dope sick. So we got dope and I was fine. Yeah, the runny nose stops, the chills stop, that's, everything. That's your first run, basically. Right. So yeah. from that point on, it was like three, four days you were sick, you know, after that. Yeah. So that first experience right. was like stretched out. And then, you know, when you now, you know, if I used, if I used tonight, I'd be sick tomorrow. Yeah. And you had that bad. In yeah, your head. Bad, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the chemistry's all changed around now. Yep. I don't even think you can get heroin anymore. I don't that's think you I, can either, thank that's God. That's here. You know, it's, yeah. it's fentanyl. Yeah, everything's. And it even the pills, even if you're trying to get a benzo, it's they, fentanyl. They press it into to pills, yeah. yeah. It's uh, from China. Well, we're in the right place then. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much, you know, and then from there, just... Then it was just wild. And, you know, when I left Boston and went, you know, traveling about the country, uh, there wasn't really a cra crazy problem here. But when I came back in, like, 93, mm -hmm. it had changed. It changed right. dramatically. You oh, in get, 93, yeah. Yeah, you could get, you know. You know, when I left, right, there, wa there wasn't crack. People would buy Coke and cook it. Right, <laughs> you know exactly. You yeah. Cook up an eight ball, right? When I came back, you could buy crack anywhere, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Or maybe I just got older and figured out how to find it. But um, I noticed oh, that there was like a greater access to it. It was like everywhere. Everything was everywhere. You could find heroin and cocaine and crack and pimples. yeah. I was I was out in California in from ninety three to ninety five, yeah. and I was working with this kid. I ended up I found crystal meth out there and. But before that, I was working with this kid. He's like, man, I want to I smoke some Coke. I'm like, oh, all right. I was like, get some. He's like, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean? You can't get Coke? He's like, yeah, I can get Coke, but I can't get crack. I was like, mm. so we cook it. He's like, you know how to do that? Yeah, what do you mean? Duh. So <laughs> then I, I, I do that, and it's like fucking insane. 
I end up coming back from California in 95. So you single-handedly started the crack epidemic in yeah. no, 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 no. But, but Thanks, Chris. you know, like you, like you said, like yeah. people didn't know. Right. They were like, they, like I, w- I was running around with people that were just putting powder in like joints. Ew. And it was like, it tasted disgusting. I'm what like, a waste. We did that what like years doing? ago. That's gross. What are you doing? And, uh, you know, no, I'm not trying to glorify it by any means, but like yeah. I, I showed so the kid gross. how to do it. And he was like, whoa, I didn't. I didn't know that you could do that. And then when you came back, I, you know, it was everywhere. Oh, right? when I when I came back, I was trying to get away from crystal meth. Yeah. And I found heroin. Yeah. I, I moved back, excuse me, to Brockton, and in '95 it was everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere, and it was it was bundles. Yeah, yeah. I started bricks in and bundles. Yeah, bricks and bundles. I no one sold. I started in '95. No one like sold that. grams. Like. Yeah. No. 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 It was all bricks and bundles. Yeah. '94, '95. You know, uh, it's yeah. it's like you know, I had still had no idea about addiction or, or anything like that. But same, like I, you know, I, and I sniffed it for a long time. Yeah. And there's there was these kids coming down from UNH. Yeah. Every weekend, and they'd grab a couple bags and hey, mind if we do what we got to do here? Yeah, no problem. Because I was always like, I'll never do that. I'll never do that. And then uh, I was always there when when they came over, and mm-hmm. one night I had to work. And I come home, and my girlfriend at the time, I knew right away that she had shot it. Wow. Because she was just out of control. Yeah. And I'm like, I said, you shot it, didn't you? Yep. Where is it? I want to do it. Petrified of it before, yeah. but then I seen how messed up she was, and now I want to do it. Yeah. yeah and these kids would come down on weekends, and that's it. To, right. to, to do it like two times to get like maybe a, a bundle, yeah. and, and then they go back up to college. It's it's so easy to step lines, you know. When when you when you when you're doing that, you step to the next line. You step to the next line. Yeah. Just like, and nothing ends up off limits. Yeah. And pretty soon you jump on a counter. Dude, my, never my standard of living just you know kept I mean? getting lower and lower and yeah. lower. And it's then, crazy. And I had a kid at the time. Yeah. You know, I got all these people in my house, and yeah. You know, it's not like it was a shooting gallery, but it was basically a shooting gallery. Yeah. You know. So guess what happened next? So you come back from from so Los Angeles. I come back. It's everywhere, and it's great. You know, it's like you said in Brockton. You know, it's bricks and bundles everywhere, and the North Shore everywhere. Just it yeah. was everywhere, and it was like it was awesome. But something did something good did happen around that time. As uh, I got very sick, yeah, and I mm. found detox. Ah, and I had never even knew that these. I, well, I did know. Like my dad used to go. As alcoholic to AA, he'd go to uh, well, detox. detox. I just okay. knew, like, as a kid, you know, he'd go away for a while and sober up and then come out and drink again, whatever. But I didn't realize how that um, would work in my life. Um, and my first detox was River Street Detox in Mattapan, yeah, up behind the uh, old state hospital. Very scary, They're a real creepy building. Um, and uh, I didn't think it was that bad. You know, I thought it was okay. And uh, Hootsie cups? Yeah, whatever they had, it was it was working. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I feel like maybe that set me up for, like, more more misery and more pain because I was like, wow, like, I can get out and use, and then if I get sick, I have a place to go now where they can, like, fix me. Oh, that's how you thought of it. Yeah. Wow. I didn't look at it like, oh, I don't have to do this ever again. I looked at it like, wow, like. I can do it all the time now. 
because these yep. places exist, and there were so many of them. Now, did they tell you that you couldn't drink anymore? Was that the first time in detox? You know? I don't remember what they said. You yeah. know, I just know that they helped me get through the pain um, that I was in. And, you know, they From shared messages. And I, I, I did learn one really good thing at the very first detox. There was a nurse that worked there. Um, she was dynamite, black woman. I wish I could remember her name because I'd shout her out right now. But she, uh, she, she warned me about methadone. She oh really? Was like, uh, she like worked for a company that, you know, dispensed methadone. She was like, "I'm asking all of you, please, please, don't ever do methadone. Don't ever do methadone." She went into this whole long-winded spiel about how bad it is and how bad it is for you and how it's a, a government program, so on and so forth. And I took that advice for a long time. I did ultimately uh, dabble in methadone for a while. Um, and then I realized that everything that she said was true. Um, I don't. I don't knock it. It works for some people. Yeah. It wasn't for me. Um, and I saw some things uh, by going through that process that made me realize that the things that she was saying were true. Um, in other words, I go and I'm like, I want to. I want to get off. I want to get off dope. So I end up in this in a methadone clinic down in uh, Boston and. They hit me with my first challenge dose or whatever. I think it was like 40 milligrams. Yeah. I went home, and I was so high. I was puking. I was so high. And uh, I went back the next day, and I was like, okay, let's start the tape. So I'm just doing the detox portion of this program. And they're like, no, we got we got to bring you up. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, you almost killed me yesterday. I'm good. Let's let's start taking it down. And they were they like, wanted no. to bring you up? Yes, this is what they do. So Gross. I got them to agree to like just keep me where i was because it was enough it was enough and uh, wow but then here's where the truth came in i had to meet with a counselor like every week or every couple weeks or something yep. to get my dose and every time i met with the counselor they were like why don't you just go on maintenance why don't you just go on maintenance and i'm like no no, no really no. I, yeah i don't want to be on this stuff i don't yeah they, be did, they were doing the same thing wanna, to me Oh, I just so want to get terrible. off it. I don't want to be on this stuff, you know. Was, and anyways, <clears throat> that was my experience with that. And I just uh, so everything that this woman said was like the truth. Like, yeah, they really just want to like get you on it and keep you on it. What and, do you guys uh, think? Where where does that come from? Is it just like I mean, the nurse at the methadone who's distributing the methadone? You know, or I think it's a nurse, right? I don't know. I never did it. But uh, is she just trying to do good at her job so that she gets keeps her job? Or, I mean, no, sure. is it? I, this, I think they're helping people. To be yes, honest with the, you. I, I, I by think telling them to go up in their dose right away. Yeah, they say you know you got to come up. I don't. They yeah, got to bring I mean, you to a certain level to see where you're at, and they they can work with you or whatever. But I, I just felt like everybody I knew that went on like, just like went up and up and up and up. You know, like, yeah, never and, really because. All right, stops working after a while, but. Herein lies the problem. They are just giving a drug addict drugs without any other form of treatment. Tell the truth, Chris. You know, it's... Yeah. If if they said, okay, we're going to give you this much and you're going to go here and, and do this. I mean, yeah, they had groups, but they were bullshit. And when I was on it, like, part of the protocol was that they prescribed you benzos. Like, doctors would, would get hung for that now. You know what I mean? Now that they know that those two things together are 
will kill you. Deadly combination. Yeah. Um, and they they didn't know that much about this stuff back then. You know, I'm sure that there were people that did know. Yeah. You know, because this was in the time of of you know out at Brighton Family Practice, the home detox kit. You know, right. you'd get you'd go to the pharmacy, they give you three days worth of all the comfort meds from detox. Yep. You go home, and then you got to go back in three days and get three days more. Get more, yeah. You I know? just want to say something real quick, Chris, about uh, you know, I just I just want I just want people to know that like I'm all for Matt, I'm all for harm reduction, right? Like I've lost so many friends that if that's what's keeping you alive please keep doing it because i i need them to be here and i need to know that people can come through the other side on that yes but don't let that be your only recovery as well that being said i think that um yeah it's tough man i i just i'm i'm all for people staying alive you know yeah well that's that's because they they have a shot you know they have a shot. Right. And if they if they don't if they're not doing that, they could die, and then that's that's all right. Well, you need they need it's 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 a, it should be thought of as a, as um as a high trust profession. Uh, Absolutely. You know you have to or you have to have checks and balances to to make it make people act as if they were trustworthy because there's so much money involved. It's right. the medical. Uh, right. Field, you know, it's healthcare, it's it's pharmaceuticals, it's yes. it's it's conniving drug addicts who want and to, yes, to and 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 this get their the, their the whole doses. goal is to make money. Yeah. Oh, you absolutely. Know, the, the healthcare in America sucks. I don't care. People can fucking message me about that. It sucks. They don't want to treat any. They don't want to cure anything. They want to treat it because when they constantly treat it, they constantly make money. If they cure it, they only make money once. Yeah. You know. So there's therein lies the problem. This is what we're talking about, right? Like the methadone clinic. So let's just say, hypothetically, you have an addict who goes to the methadone clinic and says, Hey, I oh, wanna that's be what's going on. Hold on one second. There you go. There you go. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> All <man>. this time. <laughs> so you go to the methadone clinic, right? You want to get clean. Let's just say hypothetically you go there, they dose you, they taper you off. Right, all of a sudden, they got no clients. Right, that's right. Right, they got to keep you on. They got to bring you up. That's job security. Right, but they shouldn't be allowed to do that. There should be laws. It's, I agree. You know, it's slavery. It's chemical slavery. Right. Do you ever wonder about like other things like cancer? Like, really, we can't. Solve I don't this? wonder about it because I knew because I know what happened. They have solved it. Oh yeah. A company called Nervatus developed a cure for almost all cancers. Almost, it's like seriously effective. It's a it's a gene splicing within a virus that they introduce into the body that attacks only cancer cells. But the word was that it's five hundred thousand dollars per treatment. Now, when you have to have that kind of money to get cured from something that's going to kill you there's a lot of ethical and yeah. moral dilemmas involved now mm-hmm. you're talking about insurance companies wanting to keep that quiet and you know it's yeah you know that's that affects the global economy if you cure something like that just think how oh, many absolutely drug companies and how many people are out of jobs and this stuff this stuff in this country that they let us use because they know it's going to give us cancer exactly like sure fucking you know 
Remember that? Did you see the the video with the doctor who was talking about chemotherapy and how ninety five percent of the time it doesn't work, but they doctors prescribing it make the most money from it? Yeah, Fact. yeah. Say it's say it's twelve grand. Seven's going to the hospital. Five's going in the doctor's pocket. Right, and it's ineffective. Right. Yeah, so. and it, it's it's effective at killing the person it's giving. It's killing everything, including the cancer. You know, right. I sometimes will say it's come a sometimes. long way though. Yeah, I mean they're keeping people alive like. Back in the day, you got diagnosed and you were gone. Yeah, you know, and now I mean, it's I don't know what what the motivation for making that video was. If it's not true, it's weird, right? Yeah, the doctor gets on the video on the in front of the camera and and starts spilling spilling all his his guts about chemotherapy and how it's not good and blah blah blah. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that's sad. Wow, we we really uh, ran off on that. Yeah, we did. Sorry, yeah, let's get up. back. That was so my first come, detox. So yeah. you came back from. <laughs> oh yeah, you went. Got in your first yeah. detox. Yeah. And, you know, I was warned about methadone. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, anyway, I heated that warning for a long time. Very um, good. So yeah, uh, and then you know, then I was on the circuit. You know, then I then I knew, like I said, I was relieved to know that there are people out there that cared. Um, enough to have these places up and running that when someone was sick they could go there ask for help and they were going to get it yeah Yeah. you know and uh i was really grateful for that um even though i didn't really understand a lot of i didn't know what the big book was i didn't know what the steps were I, i didn't know anything i just knew that there were people that cared there was a place to go that was safe um and they were going to help you feel better you know it it may have kept me out there longer, um, but that's okay because every time I went, I had another shot at learning more. Um, I was introduced more. Exposed to more treatment, uh, more uh, people would come in, do meetings. Of, yeah, 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 you know, maybe a little more willingness. Yeah, yeah slowly yeah. but surely, like, things started to sink in, like, yeah. oh, there's this program, you know. And uh, I remember, you know, getting out and going to my first meeting at St. Bridget's and... Uh, going up and get my first 24-hour chip and i was like wow this is pretty amazing like i yeah. remember my brother and i left that meeting we're like walking on air like this is incredible that this exists and we didn't know about it all this time right you know? there's actually yeah. there's actually a way out of this yeah there's there's hope you yeah know? Wow. and uh you know i suffered <laughs> for many cool. years from that point on but i mm. i knew in the back of my mind that this place existed and even to the current day like it's still the same it's still the same. It's still there, and they're still helping people on a daily basis. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's and, beautiful. Uh, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I see it differently now. Obviously, I've grown and learned a lot. And um, yeah, and, and and you know, you've you've had times where you've had good stretches mm-hmm. of sobriety. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, those weren't always, you know, in the best way. But right. Nevertheless, it, 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 it did create a lot of separation from me and a lot of the painful things I was putting myself through, mm-hmm. um, but not ever really 100%. I mean, till later, you know, right. till I really got into, like, you know, like I had a, I had a significant amount of time um, when I came home from uh, prison in 05, I, uh, I put together a significant amount of time, but I didn't change anything about me right i didn't do any of the things i mean superficially i did you know i'd go do an a wall and it was 
I don't know. I just really wasn't that into it. I really didn't know what it all meant. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I never really got into like working on yourself. The nuts and bolts of the program. Yeah, you know like, I mean? like knowing a, knowing that how important it was to change who the right. who you were that came in the door. Never had another person sit down, take me through the book. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just white knuckled it, still did everything wrong, you know, still stole, still womanized, still you know all yep. all of the things gamble you know i yep. did everything substituted but drink everywhere and drug. else yeah. yeah i did everything but drink and drug i did the and same thing and i put thing. together a significant amount of time at the same time things i was learning a lot mm-hmm. things were sinking in and i was realizing all these people i was listening to at all these meetings were like talking about what i really needed to be doing right mm. and and they had been talking about it right they had it just <laughs> and it was sinking in yeah it's for, just for, for myself i i just i never listened to it right right you know it, i say it all the time it's not like i walked into a meeting and they took it took the book off the table and put it away and said oh don't let this right. guy see this no no it was being spoke about it was it, it was happening around me mm-hmm. but i just either wasn't ready you weren't ready to hear it you know and and, and i no. i did the same thing i put i put together a significant amount of time of sobriety and the only difference between myself and you is i did something about it before i picked up i was ready to kill myself yeah, yeah. like 100 percent. i didn't want to live the way i was living anymore right and, and but for the grace of god i ran it to somebody that was doing that stuff yes you know yeah and 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 god graced me and i was able to continue on me too so from that point um from that point i became a chronic relapser um i think my picture's in the dictionary if you look up relapse um (laughs) you know i just i don't know i never dealt with the underlying causes the things that 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 do that to us that bring us back out like what is it what is at the core of your willingness to gamble with your life, really, if you think about it? Yeah. Right? yeah. You know the stuff can kill you, but you go and do it again, you know? Well, I, it's, you know, and I say it all the time, there, it has such a strong pull or had such a strong pull. It's so evident that mm-hmm. we were under the control of a substance abuse, you know? Uh and and it's it's just um that's one of the things that I think of. Uh yeah. you know, it takes you away from yourself. You're not yourself anymore. You're not right who you're meant to be, you're not who you were before you before you started all this stuff. It's uh it's incredibly powerful. And the people who um don't understand that and never have had an addiction problem that it's uh it's almost like an, an arrogance, like, you know, sometimes, like, whoa, you know, why couldn't you just stop? Or, you know, they just don't understand right. the power that was there. Right. And I can, I can, I can see it. Like, I can, I can look back and I can see that it was, it's just such a, a, a strong thing. Once you start using again, it's on. You got it. Yeah. We, we're, we're, we're powerless. <laughs> it's a double edged sword, too. Like, you, you jump in with both feet. You get into it. You know, you're you're gung ho. You 
in the program you're going through the book with your sponsor you're working on the steps you're doing everything right you're posting on facebook and god is good and blah 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 next thing you know you're getting high right yeah (laughs) now you got to try and come back right and your pride your pride yeah oh yeah will keep you out there and and right you know like i need to hear this because i don't right i that hasn't happened that's why i'm telling you i've I've, like seriously like i (laughs) know i i I went to like a couple detoxes i came in and and i've been here since yeah how i don't know yeah oh it's so amazing and i can talk to that because i relapsed quite a bit myself yeah and and uh it's just so amazing that like in the morning you're all gung-ho in the afternoon you're sticking a needle in your arm yeah. and it happens like that it's just like your mind's exactly. it's like a you f- the switch flips and there's no thought process yeah the shit don't go away man there's it's no thought dope. process it just happens i know people that had identified themselves as alcoholics and addicts right they went to a meeting they read the big book right and they never used again right Imagine yeah, that. but but also, there's a section in some literature that describes people. Yeah, you know. Oh, I'm familiar. And, and like, there's there's people that that you know, if if presented with significant evidence, they can stop right. on their own accord. Right. Yeah. You know? I was never presented that right evidence. It's like it's significant. Yeah, they they can I'm see back, it as I'm a still problem. Searching for like and <laughs> or or they 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 became physically addicted once yeah. that physical addiction is yeah. is broken they can resume to resume to a normal life yeah right that's not yeah. the case for all addicts and alcoholics you know i still have a long way to go yeah you know and and and, and you know we talked about this the other night um you know this is you know i wake up every morning every single morning and i pray Right. That's what we're supposed to do. Get on your knees, pray. Yep. Me too. I don't get on my knees. I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. I lay in bed. It feels good. And uh, I get in touch with God. And we have a conversation. Um, I have a conversation. And then I've been taught to listen. Mm. So I listen. I don't always get a response, but sometimes I do, and it's pretty cool. Um, but then, then I relapse, right? I go outside, and I smoke a cigarette. Mm. And I take nicotine into my system because my body is craving it more than any other drug in my repertoire is nicotine. It's yeah. the first thing I do when I wake up. Mm. And I feel like such a phony sometimes, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's nicotine. It's it's legal. It's a cigarette. Well, so is alcohol. Legal. So is marijuana. It's legal, right? Mm-hmm. I've decided not to use those things. I can't stop using nicotine. Then what do I do? I go in my house, I make a nice hot cup of coffee, nice stimulant to wake me up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I have that coffee with the cigarette because, man, that's good, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy what that does to my mind, though. I'm like, here I am trying to do the right thing, trying to stay sober. It's and, it's a struggle. Man. Yeah, I'm and like, people don't look at it as a mood, mood or mind-altering substance. Bullshit. You, if you're a smoker and you're fucking aggravated or pissed off, you smoke a cigarette and you're like, <sighs> dude, nicotine is stronger than heroin. Oh, fact. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, it's not getting you high like like heroin. 
it's not getting you high like marijuana or, Can't or live without alcohol. It. I, I understand that, but but when you when you're using stuff that makes you, gets you high, when you're high, you're clouded, right? You're not thinking straight. You, you know, you're. Yeah. You know, Did you ever one, drink too much coffee? One leads to the next. <laughs> I drink way too much coffee every yeah. day. But you see what I mean? Uh, for me, and I yeah. mean, if you can smoke weed. And you, just, you want to call yourself sober because you're not sticking a needle in your arm. God bless you. Right. You know what I mean? But to me, it's not worth it because I know right. that the strength of that addiction, I don't want to cloud my mind. It's scary to me. And, yeah. and I don't think it really was good for me anyway. I was a scatterbrain and whatever. But, but, but I drink coffee, and yeah. I mean, it doesn't ruin my life. I'm True. not going to jail. You know what I mean? I'm not, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I but it does cost me more money than I'd like to be spending, and, I, and I'm fully addicted to coffee. Cool. Absolutely. Yep. Glad we're all on the same page. I'm not relapsing every morning by myself. No. Yeah. Thanks, America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I do feel it, and I do think about it. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I can't do anything until I go down and have that cigarette. That's, that's crazy to me when I right. think about it. Yeah, I know. Um, I hear. You. I do know a lot of people that have quit smoking by applying the twelve steps. Oh, really? To that, yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's for me right now, but you know, and, <laughs> you know, the other thing is when you go to detox, right? And you're like, you tell the nurse, like, yeah, I want to, I want a patch, I want to quit everything. They're always like, whoa, 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 hold on a second, Hannah. <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's yeah. get you off the heroin first. Um, then we can talk about maybe smoke a cessation. Yeah, right, uh, right. And then you, and then I never quit. So. Yeah, I'm, working no, then you, I'm working on it. Then you get the patch I'm on. I'm still an addict. I'm still an alcoholic. You know, so then whatever you, little bit I can get away with, I'm going to try. Right. It's uh, it's the lesser of. Well, the I think that you should probably move to vaping. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Charlie Baker messed that all up. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and, shit. and then there's then there's the guys that do chew. Ooh. All my buddies dip had no idea that they would not be able to get flavored chew. I'm like, it's flavored tobacco. You're going to get straight up red man. That's it. America. You know? It, 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 don't get me started on that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You know, how, you know how much the state of Massachusetts was paid last year from the master settlement agreement from Big Tobacco? $243 million. You know how awesome. much? You know how much went to smoke and cessation, which all of it is supposed to be allocated for? Not a fucking dime. Really, two hundred and forty-three million. Wow. So, well, whatever. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Um, that's the. Yeah, we won't even get yeah, on. We that's won't a, even get on. That's a whole Charles, other podcast. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Absolutely. He's not in good enough for Starkist. For the Charlie <laughs> Baker <laughs> bashing Sorry, podcast. Charlie. Yes. No, we'll, we'll have <laughs> Charlie Baker I got. Pl- I, I, I would have no problem getting guests for that one. Yeah. I'm I'm here now, so you know. Um, so, <laughs> what what's going on now? Now, uh, life is good. Um, once again, I am uh, you know trying to figure out where I can improve in my recovery. And I think what I've learned is, um, what I've learned recently is that 
I still have a lot of unresolved things that I am working through, um, and I'm getting help for that. Um, I also, so now, would you would you attribute attribute relapses to never really going that deep, and and, and no, working no, on the, the I, I've gotten them out. I've gotten them out. I've I've written them down. I've shared them with people. Mm. Um, but I don't think that I've resolved them in a professional kind of way, if that makes it, any right. sense. To I, you. And I know he's like, you know, you touched upon there's something a, there's the a, other night. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a program that that helps you put down your alcohol and, and drugs and stop self medicating. Right. But there's professional help out there that exactly will help you work on your traumas, yeah, which, childhood trauma. which is why. A lot of people, a lot of people, I'm not going to say everyone, which is why a lot of people end up turning to addiction. You know, like we were talking about suffering and all that stuff the other night. You hit the nail right on the head, though. So, like, basically, uh, you know, you go through the steps and the work and all this stuff and you do all this kind of work on yourself and you get everything out and you, you know, hand it over to another person and, uh, you know, share that. Um what's what's the end result where are you yeah at that right. point and 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 that's that's great don't get me wrong but you need to know um you need to have more coping skills to deal with that trauma right um and just that step going through that process isn't enough yeah for me for and, this and, and, and processing those things because you know yeah. we, we we've had a buddy on here mike gavoni like Trauma can be generational. Mm. Trauma can be physical. Like oh, yeah. it, it, it can it gets trapped in your body. Yeah. And, and mm. like there's a there's you know, there's a lot of things out there to, to help it's treat that stuff. Here. Yeah. You can't you can't get rid of it. It's it's Yeah, so so okay, now you've you've written it down, you've talked about it, you told someone, so now it's not as pressing. Right. But it's still there. You have to deal with it. Yes. You have it to is deal still there. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I shared the other night, like, I'm working with a therapist, you know, did a fourth, did a fifth. He's, he, he asked me, okay, now think about something on that. All right. When you think about that, do you still have a feeling attached to it? Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Does it, he's like, does it upset you? Does it make you sad? Or, you know, does it, does it frighten you? And I say, yes. Well, then you haven't processed it. Yeah. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> well, I, now, I think therapy. That, what you have a go to therapy? Uh, when I during the uh, yes, yeah. couples therapy a lot, um, but also when I go to when I w- was in the program and uh, before and after and yeah, but but um, I find I think that the biggest thing that, that that I've worked on has been to forgive myself and yeah. forgive yes. um, other people as. I forgive myself because we're we're they're human and I'm human and it's okay, it's okay. We're all in this learning process. That's trauma. Yeah, yeah. You realize that, right? Not the the inability to forgive ourselves. Right. It's trauma. Exactly. When you when I when I when I before I worked on myself, uh, I would look back on my life and I would remember times where I did something that I wasn't proud of and I or I was embarrassed about and there would be this 
uncomfortable, bitter feeling that would make me want to get up and walk somewhere. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And um, the suffering. And, and, and just when I look back and I think of that person, you know, I, you know, give myself a hug in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's okay. I was just human. I was just in this learning process. I was just young. I was just didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And and I and and I'm still that person. I'm still don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And I'm still learning and I'm still growing. It's okay. And so is everybody else. The guy who cut you off today, the guy who who pulled some shitty move and stole something from you, whatever it is. He's like me. She's like me. Mm. We're learning. Mm. We're Absolutely. okay. It's okay. It, you know, these are the things that happen, you yeah. know, and it, and it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react. Right. Right. And, so, and it, yeah, you, we pick up tools along the way. Like, yeah. you know, now it's, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at mindfulness. I'm looking at treating others with compassion and love. God, it's, it's such a relief when you, when you can really practice mindfulness. I mean, it's a practice. It's difficult. Really. Yes. And, and I, yeah. and I go through uh, periods of time where I'm totally not, uh, present right. at all, right? And then other times when I can just sit there and just be, like in a state of mind where I'm not judging present moment. Yes. I'm just letting things come into me. I'm not judging yes. myself in the present right. moment. I'm not thinking about myself in the past and judging myself. I'm not worried about the future. I'm just thinking uh, about what's happening to me in the here and now, like what this this moment. And and when you can practice that all the time. It's just blissful. Yeah, exactly. Like if you can stay sober for twenty four hours, you're an absolute miracle. Right. Twenty four yeah. hours. You're a miracle. But I don't I don't I've been that guy that's like dry. Mm. I don't want to be dry. I don't want to be dry. So yeah. if I could sum up my story real quick, I would say that um the elements that I'm looking for now are professional help which i'm which i have and i'm i'm seeking and working on um and just more i need to arm myself with more right Mm -hmm. because this disease is so uh, incredibly powerful it'll Um, sneak in any way it can you know i love aa and na and i love the 12 steps and i love the 12 book uh 12 you know all that's there's got to be more you have to do more you have to like just Get into everything that you possibly can get your hands on to yeah. arm yourself. And, and sure. even those, even sure. those programs it's, tell you that. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm at now. They, they they tell you that, but you know, not everyone like puts that together. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you can, if you can rock twelve step and and live that, and and you stay sober, awesome. Mm. Uh, congratulations. Great. But for myself, I need to constantly be be feeding. Yes, my soul. Well, I think with, they, they, you with whatever know, I can. The book tells us that uh, resentment was the number one offender. Mm. I think that either right next to that, or along with that, or, or might be a part of that is discontentment. Discontentment with life, yeah. just everything, mm. who I am, 
wh- who, what I'm doing, what the decisions I've made. Yeah. That's what creeps in. Oh, and it or creeps in. And you're always thinking that things could be better. Why, why not exactly. be okay with how things are? Exactly. Mm. Be okay with it's, how things are. It's acceptance of the present yes. moment. Because what happens with me is I get depressed because I think, like, I should have done this. Or I should be doing this. I should be here by now. I shouldn't have done this. Oh, trust and believe I've been and, there. <laughs> and this, is where, this is where the discontentment. Yep. And then the discontentments when I was, you know, closer to, you know, back when I was relapsing all the time, mm. that's when the fuckets come in. You know, you're discontent, mm. you're not happy, well, fuck it then. Yeah. And, uh, Why am I even bothering? But at least I'm now I have awareness of this, but, but this also, process. And that's, then some that's time the away disease, from it. too. Right. That's you know, exactly you get in the fuckets, yeah. and it's like, aha, I see. I can I can get in there. I got you. Know? you. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's right. You know, I'm, I'm reading Refuge Recovery, and they call that Mara. Yeah, Mara. Yeah. You know, it's it's it will work its way in any way it can. Buddha had to deal with Mara, mm. and, and it's... I don't know. There you go. We need a, we need to. We got to uh, wake up. We got to do as we got to do everything possible to to yes. address address what our needs are. So because it's not going to it's not going to stop. Right. Never will. All right. Well, that yeah. was uh, that was interesting. We I yeah. think we just did an audio. Not well. We did go YouTube. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, and it, it looks like we're we're, we're having sound, but YouTube. we don't know yet. We don't know. So it's all good. But yeah, man. Well, we appreciate you showing up and uh, it's my sharing pleasure. With us. I'll come back yeah, anytime. Thanks, so. Yeah, you know. and uh, hopefully we can square things away. I don't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, maybe we'll do a take two, huh? Yeah, yeah. All peace. right, people. All right, peace. Peace. peace.